0: This is Aaron, and I'm here with my mother, Lisa. Hello! And you are listening to the PVC Movie Car Podcast, and on this episode we are going to talk about a Swedish vampire film called Let the Right One In, from 2008, directed by Thomas Alfredson. And this is like the first episode in a series of vampire movies that we are going to make. Um, It was kind of a strange thing of how we kind of got into this whole vampire thing, and do you want to tell a little bit about it?
1: Well, I knew that you are a long time you looking at all kinds of horror films and uh, vampire, and you know these things very much, and I was not interested. But then uh, I saw this Jim Jarmusch's uh, direction, uh, Only Lovers Left Alive. And I thought that, oh, what an, this original director makes a vampire film. And I got interested. And I asked you to give me a list of vampire, interesting vampire films. Yeah. And you gave me ten, a list of ten the mo- on, from the top, just like that. And uh, I got into them. And then, uh, then I got deeper and deeper. And I and I really watched a lot of good and bad and rubbish even mm-hmm. and and uh, very interesting so then we chose to together a few from this ten from the top and mm. decided to talk about
0: them but I think this there are, it's uh, this this um movies that we chose to talk about on the podcast it it felt like they were really much like um, vampire movies that really spoke to you, because I I, I like a lot of a lot of uh, vampire yeah, movies. Yeah, you a like lot of, a
1: lot of all and, kinds.
0: And things. I'm I'm very much into horror movies also and stuff like that. But these these specific vampire movies spoke to you a lot. And
1: yes, I I can say that it's uh, because I I don't care for horror in specially, but I I love stories. And then I realized from all those. Uh, the list which you gave me that there are a lot of normal, so called normal directors, <laughs> <laughs> uh, great directors, in fact, even, who sometimes have taken a vampire subject, just like that. And I, I was surprised to find them and how good they were. I enjoyed. Enormously, I can no, I remember, for instance, uh, Werner Herzog film, uh, One by uh, this Tim Jarmus was the beginner, and then there was Coppola, Francis Ford Coppola, Roman Polanski, Oliver Asayas, who who um, was he who made Deepen, I think, and or uh,
0: which one?
1: Oliver Asayas. He made last. Yes, he, uh, he made this, uh, The Clouds or Seals Maria, something else completely ah. than vampires.
0: Uh-huh. Uh, which vampire movie did he make?
1: He made the uh, Irma web.
0: Ah, okay. Well, that, that's a very interesting uh, vampire twist. <laughs> yeah,
1: and then even Spike Lee, whom I wrote an article about in this Oscar uh, business when they were co- concerning about the black... Postcards and so on. So Spike Lee and, and very interesting vampire film he made. Yes. Yeah. Uh, sweet, the sweet blood of Jesus.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, Black vampires. Uh, you,
0: you saw that movie? Yeah, I oh. love
1: it. I really like it, even if it's not the five star movie, but, mm. but it's uh, very enjoyable. Mm. So I got into this uh, genre in. Mm. I'm not uh, completely fan of vampires. Only good movies.
0: But that's so interesting. Like, the the what was it that's re- like about vampires that really got you into it? Like what? Well,
1: yeah. It. Well, I can say what it was not. It was not the teeth, the vampire teeth <laughs> that they attack people and and they got into their throats and they drink the blood. Mm. And all this uh, crucifix business uh, that they die from crucifix. All those symbols mm. which they have. It's not that. It's it's um, it's kind of a theme, which um, one kind of a story, which the directors have taken all taken differently,
0: mm.
1: solving solving s- stories in that way. Making stories in that. It's remember? like
0: a like a tool in storytelling. It's yeah, it's just kind of a s- tool, a structure, or something to explore some other yes. kind it of ex- things.
1: Explore violence. Hmm. I
0: think
1: one part and one part is
0: sex. Yeah, and this I think if any like uh, horror fan or who kind of go into the horror uh, history would find that like. Especially vampires is kind of uh, it's just a story element. Also in the in the in the history of of how vampire stories have developed. Like uh, we can go into it more deeper in in other parts, but like it's you know for example it's I think very early form of using vampires in in a movies. Uh, is to use it as a, a symbolism or element of of suppressed sexuality and yes. it, it's some or, or some kind of taboo in society you know vampires are seen as a threat uh, or monsters and so are it and it could all resep- resemble a certain taboo, taboo and in some cases like or it was popular to use it as a, a suppressed taboo of certain sexuality, for example, uh, le- uh, homosexuality, for example, mm. or, or certain certain desires or things that were not uh, okay in the society back then. And vampires, as, as those taboos, the vampires would have also seen taboo. So it was kind of, this very, This was a very common way of using vampires, and why it became so popular also.
1: I, I think also that um Maybe the idea of loneliness. Loneliness. Vampires are very lonely.
0: Mm.
1: Uh, not people, but whatever they are, they're yeah. lonely.
0: And outsiders and
1: outsiders. Yeah. Mm.
0: But it, and it depends on like which perspective you put on the story. You're telling the story from the point of view of the vampires, or point of view of a victim, or a protagonist who uh, is threatened by a vampire. And I think like it's
1: a, it's a, appeals to people who don't like sentimentality because these <laughs> these are not sentimental creatures.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> they hit you and kill you and drink your blood. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, but we 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 have started to find and see a lot of also in a way sentimental vampires like uh-huh. also like. Um, like, for example, in Only Lovers Left Alive, that we w- we will talk in another episode, they are empathic, in a way, they have certain compassion, but also now in this Swedish one, Let the Right One In, it's a love story and it's a very yeah, it's sim-
1: a soft, kind yeah. love story.
0: Yeah, and it's not a normal. Uh, in but
1: it's not sentimental.
0: God. Oh no, yeah, not sentimental, like uh, you know, like um, melodramatic or yeah. something, you know. But it's romantic.
1: Yeah, yeah, melodrama. Yeah, that's interesting because melodramas are sometimes good and nice. But but uh, they are big dramas. These
0: vampires. Say so, yeah, Some some vampires are kind of melodramatic in their Oh, crazy! Oh my God! <laughs> oh. You know, like 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 Francis Ford Coppola's Dracula, is is one big melodrama.
1: <laughs> yeah, but ah, uh, what I don't like in it is that there, if there come this uh, cliche like oh they bare their teeth, and it comes from the whole screen this face with these teeth and
0: like Christopher Lee.
1: Yeah, and then they, he's great in fact, but you get enough of it if you see it once, like. But every time they bear their teeth and come to your
0: throat.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm bored with
0: them. Yeah, that's right. But, um, mm, if we, if we, uh, move along with to the letter right one in. Yes. Um, it's, indeed, it's, it's, it's like, it's filmed in Sweden. It's, it's a, based on a Swedish novel by, you remember the, the writer? Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's called he is called Jon Iwind Linguist.
0: Yeah, exactly. And it's um he wrote he,
1: the, wrote,
0: the he wrote he wrote a book which was a very seemed to be a very heavy, very touching very like a dark side of humanity elements and um in different ways and Thomas Anderson in two thousand eight he made um an adaptation of it. Which is highly acclaimed and highly regarded as one of the, seem to, seem to be one of the best vampire movies that people seem to feel and um, it's, it's a it's a story about a little boy called Oscar who 11,
1: did, 12 years old
0: yeah and it's it's set in the eighties uh, Sweden suburban in Stockholm uh, what was doing remember the town name they were living was
1: it Buckberry something like something like that
0: and and he and this boy is very bullied in the school and he um, and he's a a little bit an outsider he's a little bit weird He's, he's collecting true crime articles from the newspaper he's into murders and stuff like that he's kind of a strange boy
1: but he's very sweet looking And his red cheeks, he's beautiful, he's so innocent looking. He has this
0: beautiful white hair. Mm. uh, Very. He's he's really. The image of the boy is one of the great aesthetics of the film. It really sets the style. For me, it's really.
1: Yes. Yeah, he's
0: the main uh, person, I think. And and he's so fragile and so vulnerable and very quiet. And it's very. And then in the. Just one day, in the neighbor of the of their apartment, in the in the suburban apartment complex, moves uh, comes a strange taxi with a older guy and a little girl, and they uh, and immediately he, he kind of sees this as something weird, and then by in the in the middle of the playground between the houses they. They meet sometimes the girl and the boy and they start having a sort of friendship, relation. And then and all kind of events start happening and it's not really a spoiler to say that in the end it it turns out that the girl in fact is a vampire. And this it the whole film explores the relation and the friendship between this boy and the girl and also about all the... Sometimes very bloody events that starts unfolding uh around these characters and the fact that she's a girl uh, the girl is a vampire and mm-hmm. I, and, I, and i i i call it a girl because uh it's easier for me to distinguish but but for you it was it's really hard to yeah to for me it was different
1: i i was i liked it very much when I first looked at the film and I saw that this is an underground character, that you don't know if it's a boy or a girl at all. And uh, then I realized that it's a, uh, later after the film, I realized it's a girl. Um, acting acting was a girl, Lena Andreasson, I think which is called, and mm-hmm. the, yeah, But uh, her voice was by somebody else. She didn't talk there herself. The director made a choice, (coughs) taking somebody, a boy's voice. So it made kind of undergone. Wonderful, wonderful effect against uh, the blondness and sweetness of uh, Oscar, who is played (coughs) by Core Hederbrandt.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of interesting that they made that, in that sense, they made her more undergone
1: Androgyn?
0: Uh, Androgyn. and because it's in in some sense it's she's not a um, human because she 's a vampire, and in that sense they also in the movies she all the times refers to and they talk about a lot um, when she's she 's asking the boy, "Do you like me even if i 'm not a girl and she, he doesn 't understand what she 's talking about, and in, at this point he doesn 't know that she 's a vampire. And that, in some ways you can think about it as as her being the vampire that she's something else you know she's but also there is a deeper level into her whole history as a, in the character that she may not just be that she is just not a vampire, but we are it's very hazy to 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 see if she's in fact a girl or a boy or what she is you know, like there's a very very small glimpse that reveals something about her character that is very interesting and I like these kind of levels in this movie I really like how they, it doesn't explain itself too plainly and there's a lot of background into these characters
1: I also think that's interesting and that makes the movie watchable many times you can watch it a few times and uh, oh, how many times you are and uh, it always gives you more. Mm-hmm. You don't, and that's that's a sign of a good movie. I think I only realized many times I watched them second time, mm-hmm. and I realized other things which complete my other. When in the beginning you're surprised, you don't get everything. Mm-hmm. So it's wonderful to see movies. I recommend to see them many times.
0: Yeah, yeah, and there was. Um uh, also some years afterwards, or was it 2010 um, or 11, something yes, like that 10, there was
1: 2010
0: 2010. there was uh, it came that there was an American remake of this film called Let Me In by Matt Reeves and it's the very It's also the American version is very much noticeable that it's very, it's Almost copies the Swedish film uh, scene to scene. They have the exact same scenes, and it's really similar in in the story structure. But there is so many differences between these two films, and one of the ma- really big differences is that the American version explains a lot, uh, like like more a little bit straightforward in 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 the story. I remember watching. Uh, first I saw the Swedish film and I didn't really get it at first when I saw it back in 2008 or 2009 and I I saw it and I wasn't really sure like what was this movie supposed to be about is it like because it's so it really doesn't explain and the, the way it shots and the way it tells the story is very silent and kind of subdued. you know it's it, it hides a lot of its story in it. And then I remember, I saw it, uh, Let's Mean, and many years afterwards, and I remember suddenly, like, understanding the story, like, oh, okay, it's about that, you know. Oh, this is, this is all the events, like, the American version tries to kind of give the story to the audience, you know, like, this is what happens, you know. They try to, it's like they take the audience and the, by the hand, and you can follow it. And this Swedish I, film is not yeah. really concerned about this. That do you really
1: understand it or not? Yeah, and that's the greatness of it, I think. Yeah, it's. Uh, I I looked uh, last week. I looked at this. Uh, let me in, and I think it's, it tries to be a horror film, which said,
0: le,
1: mm. uh, let the right one in. The Alfred Sons don't don't try to be. Yeah,
0: in. yeah. That's that's the interesting thing also about the comparison between these films is that in the the Swedish film it's like, um, like people talk about horror movie and it's a vampire horror movie but to me it was more like a suspense drama. It's it's really the the way it, it, it treats the story it's treats it like a drama, a friendship or, love story, drama that has very much suspense because of the atmosphere, and then it has just vampire elements because vampires drink blood and they are also a threat, so that's kind of horror. But it's, I see it as a lesser element in the movie. And in the American version, they really want to amplify that horror when the horror happens. But in my opinion, the American version also has that, that trauma level very. Much in it, which, which I respect a lot.
1: I don't do. respect. So I think it's useless, <laughs> useless uh, re- remake. So I want to concentrate on this letter right one in because I I felt like the emotional part, uh, scene of it is important in this Swedish. Also the the way cinematography with the colors and the, the feeling is very. Thoughtful, yeah, and the music. I think it was very emotional score. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It amplified the emotions in the film, mm. and those suspense moments when all the killing and the climbing up the walls and the dropping down from trees suddenly and uh, making you scared. It's it doesn't affect. Um, it only makes it uh, good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The music was really, but I how I remember it that mu- music music was good in both of them, uh, also in the American one. Um, but for sure, <laughs> I <laughs> I for me like for me the both American and the Swedish film they really show weakness and strong part in different parts of the story and different elements. For example, the. The um there there's there's this one side character, this one neighbor girl who gets neighbor woman who gets to turn into a vampire. Like she, yeah. she bites her but she doesn't kill her so she turns into a vampire and in the American version it's the most ridiculous scene I've ever seen. <laughs> it's like they they do it so bad and it's yeah, it, they it, do it, 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 it it made me laugh so hard. Mm. Even though it was supposed to be a horrifying moment and and it was just this very small scene in the hospital when she turns and then she dies uh, because of, of of certain things and then but in the Swedish film, they really give her more time and they really explore the character and they they give you kind of perspective in how it's like when she's turning into a vampire and it's kind of kind of suspenseful situation for the girl. Also yeah. funny but it it there's so much more, you know, tone in it.
1: Yeah. There's involved all those cats there, which <laughs> is very interesting and they attack her and yeah. then the light the nurse turns the curtain and sunlight comes and she bursts into fire. Yeah. Wow, it's wonderful. <laughs> it's yeah. those are great vampire moments. Yeah. As a as a film, as a movie. Yeah, <laughs> it's a very uh, cinematographic
0: scene. Mm-hmm. But also like then other parts, like there's the the girl in the in the story. Uh, she has a caretaker, which is this older guy, mm-hmm. um, and and you can see that they have been for a long time together. And the, he's he's taking care of the organization of the apartments and all these things, kind of just like in in the. Original Dracula, Dracula had an assistant and all these things. So it's very much within that whole mythos of empires. And um, but in this, the relationship with these characters are really interesting. And in the American version, it's very much there's a lot of um, depth. In my in my opinion, in in the, in those characters and the in
1: caretaker.
0: Yeah, and the caretaker character. Well, is, that's
1: not the wonder because he's Richard <laughs> Jenkins, who's yeah. a great actor.
0: He's a really so great actor. That's and a good
1: part of that film.
0: And and he they really they put some they really developed that character and and you can really with the very small details in the American film, you can get a very interesting glimpse of their history and background and what might have gone into those two. And in the Swedish one, they don't really develop that. They don't no. really give a lot of depth to the character. And he's kind no, of two-dimensional.
1: Caretaker in the Swedish film, I think, is a very interesting character. Especially mm. interesting. I think he's very good and well thought of. He's a good actor. You, that's the only thing where we can find out who, if the caretaker is a vampire or what, is that he comes to the bar to drink milk, so he's not a vampire. Mm-hmm. We see yeah. him, but it's a very short. He makes it so so beautifully, this Alfredson that you have to see it many times this film before you notice the little details, like like the way the caretaker is. He's, he's like a, a a lonely chap. Lonely guy, a very tired, lonely guy, and you don't really much pay attention to him, but he's wonderful, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's like, he's a good character, and no means it's a really bad one. I just think in the American one, it's much better done, and I think it, after seeing the American one, it it kind of makes me like, um, it, it puts a little bit lower the, the Swedish one, like it's <laughs> not a bad one but it's just that it that's what that's what I mean is that the, both the films in my opinion they they make different things really good and different things really bad in their own sense. Like also, yeah.
1: mm-hmm. also They have a different scale like
0: Yeah. But but the, the the main thing why why one of the main things why we really really love the the Swedish film is the the setting, because uh, it's the the Swedish film is set in this 80s swe- Sweden, and it's it's really like um, it has this
1: it has a documentary character.
0: Yeah, and then it's like this it's it's this Scandinavian landscape, and it's this uh, snowy a lot of snow and snowy um, uh, suburban neighborhood, and it's a very very local everyday place, and it looks exactly like uh, Finland, you know, and where yeah. we grew up, like yeah. Tornio or Kuopio and all this, these towns, um, and you said that you grew up in that kind of suburban Yes, in,
1: I remember the winters and the dark, uh, that we played in the dark with only the lampposts and outside in the snow, that's my childhood.
0: Yeah, and and that's also my neighbor uh, environment where I grew up, like that darkness, like this. Um,
1: And it's not the night. I point out to everybody who doesn't know, it's not the night, it's the middle of the day, but it's dark.
0: Yeah, (laughs) exactly, like the the director himself said that it's like... um, 4 hours of daylight basically in that time and but
1: that's not the daylight really it's like
0: twilight yeah exactly and there's this scene in, at some point when the boy comes uh, out of school after school and he comes out and uh, he meets the bullies on the on the playground and stuff like that but it's completely dark it's like nighttime on the on the outside and it's it's just you know f- four o'clock or something, you know, when you finish school. So it was just like that. You you went to school in the dark and you came back in the dark. So basically the vampire in the movie could just walk around most of the time. Like, which is really, really funny, I think. And, uh, and yeah, and I remember when I saw that Swedish film, I really remember that for me it really struck so so vividly the the setting and the environment because most of the time when we see horror movies they have a lot of this American, usually they're American movies and set in the American culture and American society and all these things and it's very far from us, you know, we grew up in Finland and we watched movies in Finland, you know mm. and uh, most of the time when we see movies we have to put ourselves into this outside of our own culture or our environment into imagining how, uh, you know, how it is for them to live there, you know, and most of the time it's Hollywood movies, like we, we saw Sicario, and <laughs> it's about the Mexican border conflict, and how, how is that anything relevant to our, you know, environment in Finland. So we we have to do a lot of effort to kind of place ourselves there, and it's like a fantasy, you know, to us. And then to see a horror film, a vampire horror film, set in a Swedish suburban area, which looks exactly like our neighborhood, if we look out of the window, it was suddenly so real, you know. It was so close to us and so familiar Mm -hmm. that... It really struck me. I, th- I thought it that's was such a, a beautiful film.
1: That's a genius thing from Thomas Alderfordson to do.
0: Yeah. He's
1: not a vampire director. He's, no, no He
0: uh, no, no. just
1: made that film. With,
0: yeah, he, it, mo- he it, mostly made comedies and some dramas and romantic but, movies.
1: You know what, what I think about this uh, idea of this film? Mm-hmm. It, I see it as a school uh, bully movie.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: Because this boy, it's it's a bully movie, not a vampire movie. <laughs> it's, I mean, this oh. boy, he's very good, he's sensitive, 12 years old boy, he's harassed at school, and I think that he, the way we see he's uh, with the knife and things, and he's at home alone, he's to me, it looks like he's turning into a taxi driver type. <laughs> he's in danger of turning into a taxi driver person. So, uh, Alferson offers us a solution here to, to give him help by a vampire. Mm. It's a solution. And what I see, it I see it as a, this vampire is a, is a symbol. Symbol of, it's a fight between two superstition against evil. Mm. because then when when you have um, the vampires are originally come from superstition from the ground from the graves mm. and uh, that the bad bad uh, dead bad dead come out of the graves to be to, you can't kill them in any way it's so bad they are bad that's the history of the origin of the of the vampires.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, which were not vampires then. Just bad who came from the grave to haunt us. Yeah. So, so it's kind of a superstition against Evil because these boys are bullying, the schoolboys are bullying Oscar, and they, they just because it's different, they have, they have a kind of a superstition and, and um, well, prejudism. It's a prejudice against difference. So they bully him and uh, then who is evil and who is superstitious here? In fact who? It's a question because Oscar develops evil. He has to develop evil things and even the vampire tells him hit him. Hit them. You have to fight back. Mm -hmm. So the crucial point of this film I think is the is the moment when Oscar at school outing on the ice. He takes the stick,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and he is, has to choose to hit or not to hit. And he hits this uh, bully boy straight on the head. It's evil.
0: Mm-hmm. He
1: destroys his ear. he's evil. He's in, and that's his uh, solution. His his choice. So who is evil and who is not? Who is uh, superstitious here? This goes both ways.
0: Well, but what do you mean in that? C- is, is it that in that scene you have either superstition or evil?
1: Yeah, if, to choose uh, Oscar, him if he Os- hits it or not. Yeah, I mean that uh, if you think about it, Oscar chooses evil, but, a bad to it, do bad thing because the boys are bullying him and they are, uh, you know, kind of. I see superstition here, like <laughs> like prejudice. So they're prejudiced against him, and that's Evil. But Oscar chooses also Evil.
0: But what and is, he, yeah? but, but but what is the superstition about it? Like my question is like if he wouldn't have hit them, he would have chosen superstition.
1: Yeah, the vampire. Alfredson gives us this friend, the vampire, who is part of Oscar I see. He's they are kind of a one. <laughs> <laughs> It's a symbol. You can see it that way, also that movie.
0: Yeah, it's a yeah, symbol. yeah, yeah. And, and So,
1: a vampire and Oscar are one, and the vampire is the bad part of Oscar, even if it's shown in a loving and but, but, because but, you love wa- yourself.
0: But a, cannot you see it as that? But because he chose evil, he chose the vampire, because then he yeah he
1: chose the vampire's advice.
0: Yeah and also so also the, the whole the whole movie is a love relationship between two yeah. characters Yeah he loves
1: himself like
0: and 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 he you know like um if if he choo- if the bo- if Oscar chooses to be with the girl with the vampire in the relationship then he will evita- inevitably be evil with her he will choose the evil path so you know the, he maybe when he
1: the evil and good because everyone, every person in the world has good and bad. So he's combining his good and bad together. He cannot be just good. In the beginning, he's just good, playing good. He's red cheeked white boy, very light-skinned boy. So he's perfect good. Yeah. Image of good. And then he chooses that, okay, now I have to go to the world. I have to also see bad things of the world and uh, meet the bad in me
0: yeah but but <laughs> so but you said that he he hits the guy and he chose evil but if he wouldn't have hit the guy he would have chosen the vampire but he chose the vampire in the end he chose to you know he chose to be with the vampire
1: yeah, he wouldn't have chosen the vampire, and here we come to, he wouldn't have chosen the vampire if he hadn't taken his advice. Yeah. So, here we come to the name of the film, let the right one in.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Let
1: us, the let the buyer in.
0: Yeah, yeah. I and if it. you don't
1: let the buyer in, that's just one of the symbols of one vampire, he can't come in. So I see it kind of that's uh, deep, but you don't have to think th- that way just to see this beautiful movie. But it's one of the points.
0: Yeah, I, I think in the in the, in the end, it's it's really about the characters and their relationship and how if yeah. if, if how they kind of evolve and develop into in in this relationship. And yeah,
1: how it, it's uh, the age of Oscar is twelve, so he's. Just becoming to the adulthood,
0: mm,
1: yeah. teenager. So that's the age. It's by purpose that I think.
0: Yeah, and and the girl is also around twelve or yeah, something. but mm. but in fact, she's hundreds of years. Hundreds years. of years, first <laughs> <So,
1: laughs> straight from the grave.
0: The- <laughs> <laughs> so so you have this theory that that in fact she's not as child is as she seems and in fact she she has a lot of intelligence behind her actions and that she ac- she actually manipulates Oscar
1: No I think that she doesn't pretend she is she has not such qualities she she really is kind
0: But person. but at Oscar or, uh, Oscar but Oscar has has been led by her into the agenda that she has that in because because she has the caretaker who is already an old man and mm. that the, the theory would be that the caretaker will die at some point because he's an old man and that then he she needs a new caretaker and that would be oscar now
1: yeah here we come to the point like like we came in night Crawler, where bad is good and good is bad like it's, it's very it's really interesting for me mm. This mixture of good and bad. And yeah. the vampire is a perfect symbol for that.
0: Mm. But but you see it as a bad ending, or a bad solution? Uh,
1: good. I think it's a good... Well, well he, I see it as a good ending because Oscar uh, combines with the vampire. Mm. They become lovers and they become one. Mm. So it's a good point. He becomes adult. So, but uh, even there, even more, I think that this movie's purpose is to question what is horror. What mm. what is horror? What is horror in society? Is it those bully boys there, or is it Oscar becoming uh, p- partly bad, mm. partly good? What is it's a, it's the question of humanity? We are partly good, partly bad.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's a it's, good. Two
1: representatives point. of uh, <clears throat> of uh, of, super, of this prejudice and superstition, they are friends. So they are even lovers. Mm. Ellie mm. and Oscar.
0: They kind of need each other.
1: They know. need each other. It's needy. They... And oh!
0: <laughs> <What>? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I forgot this. <laughs> Kim Kedruck film with the bad guy, yeah, where they need each other. It's you become so angry with this man in the beginning when he forces the woman to be prostitute, and I can't understand why this woman wants to be a prostitute when she doesn't want to. And in the end, they need each other. And you know, in that film, there's a lovely, lovely ending song, and it's a Swedish song. How yeah. did it happen? <laughs> it's Carola Heckrist singing this beautiful uh, 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 church song, in
0: fact.
1: Yeah. It's, uh, I, I recommend to see that
0: film. Mm, it's a South Korean film.
1: Yeah, South Korean film by Kim ki mm. Who else? Who else? He also made a stick. Bad yeah. and good, what is it? Yeah. So we have this uh, suburb, and this Style, the most impressive colors ever, and this yellow, and green, and white, and
0: yeah, the yeah, the cinematography of the movie is like really um, uh, set in this very nostalgic style, like this. Yeah, very, it's not
1: so nostalgic. Yeah,
0: it's it's like it's like. Um, um this, there's like this some kind of filter that that the movie um feels like it's shot in those like it's like a photograph of from the eighties or something like it's it's very it has this really beautiful color and texture in the film
1: and, and it's a beautiful background for that innocent love they have mm-hmm. and also the alcoholics' neighbors and the this woman turning, into, the neighbor woman turning into vampire. It all so looks so natural.
0: <laughs>
1: mm.
0: Yeah, and um, the, cinematogra- the, the style of the film is really, really unique. It's like this very, it, it feels like, when I was watching the Swedish film, it feels like a really like a Scandinavian design. It's ah, and very... also
1: the vampire is Scandinavian type. What do you think? Because she comes barefoot into the snow, so we know oh this is something.
0: Actually, actually she didn't in the in the no? in the American version, she was barefoot, but in the Swedish film I re- really I noticed she has shoes. Did she have
1: shoes?
0: She is I, not I
1: took it, I, and I saw the film three times. And
0: that also is a ver- I think a very nice touch in the American one. That and, oh. it, and and you also remembered that element, so it says yeah, it says something that. about the American version.
1: Oh, I see your point. <laughs> but in Scandinavia, you would take vampire like that. I think that the, she's not at all a horror stri- striking beast. Mm-hmm. She's not the beast like Romanian something or mm-hmm.
0: okay. yeah
1: or English. It's so, Scandinavian.
0: So how many points did you give? Both the American and the Swedish
1: one. Uh, the American, I don't even think
0: uh,
1: it's uh, two points because of the, this uh, <clears throat> oh,
0: yeah.
1: Richard Jenkins and Chloe Grace Moritz.
0: The now there's two actors that you give to. Yeah, the two.
1: Point. It's, but I can't see them in a Swedish film. In the same Swedish film, they wouldn't be good. They're so American. <laughs> <laughs> It's clear. Two no? it two stars because of the actors and the 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 Swedish film. I give four because of the five, and the reason is Oscar's uh, bad acting. <laughs> uh, Oscar is beautiful looking, but he's a problematic child actor.
0: Yeah, it's it's good to kind of. Uh, mention or comment about it that it's these two films both are very rare films in the sense that they both incorporate really good child acting from for sure from the vampire uh, girls the vampire girls which is very it's very rare to see this level of good um, quality acting in when when you when you have children in movies. And the um, the there's also the the Swedish film the Swedish film the the child's like Oscar like I, in fact I, I I understand totally that he has this a little bit hard time uh, making it more natural and making it like acting really good but the difference is also that in between these two films, the American and the Swedish one, in the American one, the, the the child actors do good acting, but they feel like they are good acting, you know?
1: Yeah, they're
0: they, acting. Yeah. Here oh
1: I'm acting, you see me?
0: Yeah, exactly. They, they are kind of adult enough to really f- understand that they are in a movie and that they have to deliver the lines and be... They are not really the characters, they are acting the characters. And yeah. acting that scene and that's good acting you know that's good quality in them Um, and especially Chloe she's very very adult she feels so more mature than she of her more than her age Uh, especially in behind the scenes that I've seen her and you know um, and her characteristics Um, but this this fact that she she feels like more, in in a way it fits with the vampire also in that movie that she is more older than she looks. Um, but the the fact in the, in the Swedish film, even the Oscar, that she doesn't necessarily is not a uh, s- such a good actor. It feels more real it feels more natural as a kid you know he's yes yeah, a, a yeah. the, he's the, a kid. the, the, the yeah. vampire and the boy feels both very awkward in some level in in the scenes and that's very much for me very natural behavior you know like it kind of fits in that natural world mm. and it's less of an acting like the American movie feels very acted yeah, out yeah. and screenplayed and directed and this, the Swedish film feels very natural and very down-to-earth, very, like you say, like a documentary. It's not really shot in a documentary style, but it really feels like it's taken out from ordinary life of Sweden. You know, all the background characters and everybody. Everything feels so normal to Yeah, nice. even
1: the house where the vampire Lives. It's, it's an amazing thing when it, it looks just like a vampire home, just normal suburban home with no furniture. Yeah. <laughs> you taking no furniture mm-hmm. out, right? Like. And the kitchen is so beautiful, one of the best kitchens ever.
0: Yeah, yeah. And the, the green
1: is so green, and with, they can't sit there because they don't eat. In fact.
0: Yeah, I really it's, like that in the Swedish film that they have this. It's very empty. There's like no furniture because they move in. And where they don't have any furniture because they just need some basic things because they move a lot, and they only have this round table with these small items from the history and from the past, hundreds say,
1: of years past and very expensive things. Yeah. You would sell them, but they are kind of memories from. Yeah, From and vampire, I,
0: <laughs> yeah, and I had this idea that they, she sometimes sells one and then she gets like a huge oh. amount of money, and then they can just use that money oh. and then or something like I don't know.
1: Also the door, the glass doors, the French doors into inside the house is
0: very, mm. nice, very uh, nice They felt kind of very again like that Scandinavian design and that feel. And it yeah. really, Yeah, it really painted the whole movie in that beautiful Scandinavian, in that sense, like, more movies should be made in Scandinavia, just because <laughs> of that aesthetics, you know, we have seen so much of that American culture and that society and that style, and we need more uh, to show different cultures, you know, different kinds it's, of style. It looks <laughs> yeah. like
1: a fil- <laughs> film which is... Not made with much money, because it looks everything is so suburb and mm-hmm. maybe it needed much money to make that. I don't know, yes, yeah. but also the under tunnel, the underway, you remember that in the yeah,, yeah, yeah. the suburbs in the yards. In the yard, when the woman was attacked and killed, and there was this underway, so in me i I think about Harry Brown when I see that these old people in England have the same kind of surrounding suburbs also there and he was fighting for his life and his friend's life if he would have had the vampire help mm-hmm. <laughs> but did, that was not. <laughs> Yeah, Ma- yeah. Michael Caine as a
0: vampire. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he would fit very well as a vampire. Yeah,
1: I but the, you said that you had some um, memories of your childhood in the... in the... in Tornio. With with win- th- wintery, dark forest.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um... I remember also with... Uh, like um, because it was also, also in Finland. It was very dark and very um, uh, like like just like in the movie. Like I said before, that when you go to the school, you it was also really dark. Except the lamp posts. Except the lamp tops, and it's quite really eerie and kind of uh, scary, actually, to alone as a really young kid in elementary. To Go to school in the complete dark, but it was very normal and common to everybody. And I really remember that I
1: uh, you were bicycling.
0: Yeah, yeah, I was bicycling. You were you were telling about all these vampires dropping out of tree, trees, tree branches, and this like mm-hmm. how, how it would feel like, you know, that uh, in your ordinary environment and neighborhood there would be this vampire killing killing people. And I really I remember that when I was bicycling to school that I was. Re- this some mornings I, I remember so vividly I had this scared, afraid of this vampire, I think it was like Dracula or something, like flying <laughs> behind me and just catching me, you know, and I was like, whoa, and I, it was always this one part that was kind of between forests that I had to drive extra hard. You know? <laughs>
1: Extra part.
0: <fast. laughs> yeah, just because the vampire was after me, and then after that I'm clear. But in the forest, it's it's very scary, you know. So um, and it and it all, all came from this uh, book. Uh, I remember it was in the elementary library. Like it was always uh, uh, out. The, the, the
1: witches' book. Oh.
0: No 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 it so it was always uh, loaned out because everybody always wanted to go and get that uh, one, butch, yeah, yeah. one book and and <laughs> it was uh it was this kind of a small book which was called like the witch's handbook in Finnish it's and mm-hmm. käsikirja and it was like full of these really rich illustrations and a lot about all this you know uh east european uh, vampire uh, horror Ooh. stories and but werewolves. for children,
1: yeah, it was a yeah, book for it children. It was
0: in the elementary school. It was oh, for, yeah. for children. It was, but it was really the the pictures are really scary, and it was really like compared to nowadays, what kind of books they make for children or horror? It's really scary. It's like
1: ah, and you and you said that it's always was loaned out, like hard to get. Yeah, so every, everybody ev- likes that. Everybody. For, it, Scary things.
0: if you know like for example anybody Finnish people from from 90s who are is hearing this this podcast they all are sick like agreeing like yeah I remember that book I think it's it was so popular and it's like it's part of people's childhood of that time it's it's like the it's like the basic book for every, anybody to have you know from that era it's, <laughs> <laughs> it gave everybody nightmares you know, and, and <laughs> yeah. it really I remember it was one of those rare books that really scared me a lot like but it was so fascinating to to read it and and stuff like that and i really it was the first like one of the first things that got me into really like to emerge into these vampire stories and stuff like that and yeah,
1: yeah. i I have a memory not from vampires at all in my childhood there were no vampires which kept that <laughs> but uh, the bully you no know, it, it connects to that when I was uh, in that suburban, just like mm-hmm. that, you know, a suburban winter darkness and snow and the lampposts and area feeling so uh, some some kid hit me when I was under ten, very young, and i I went to the window and called my mother. And she came to the window and I said, "Oh, Yarmo hit me! Yarmo hit me!" And she said, "Hit back!" <laughs> and that's all she said. I remember it all my life, rest of my life, and that—that's how I learned that I have to be strong and defend myself. And since that, that was my lesson. So,
0: it was I don't like... know
1: if she was uh, b- b- good or bad, but but I.
0: Seems and like I didn't a become a
1: bully myself but I learned to defend myself.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she was like a vampire.
1: <laughs> yeah maybe she's from the witches, witches family.
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> 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 uh, so yeah. did you did you say how many stars did you give to so the Swedish? Yeah, I
1: gave. Yeah, I said that I gave four out of five.
0: Ah, uh, uh, because of because the Oscars, of Oscars
1: yeah. Acting, and yeah, I yeah, can't yeah, yeah. help it. I'm so mm. sad, so sad because Oscar is lovely-looking, blonde, red-cheeked boy, beautiful.
0: Mm. Well, see, f- see he feels his role in the movie beautifully as mm. that aesthetical element of. They emit the face of the film, yeah. Way. But I
1: can see how somehow that the director has told him that look, take that stick in your hand and hit it, and so on, and you know. Mm-hmm. And he don't do it naturally like somebody like Edward Norton would do in a movie or somebody, or yeah, or Robert De Niro.
0: Um, I I I gave um, the American version. I gave eight out of ten. No. <laughs> yeah. Because I I thought it was really a good movie. It I was so really surprised. I thought it wouldn't be a good horror movie. Yeah, it's a, it and it's a good uh, also suspenseful drama movie in its own way, you know. It's just an American version of it and if you are into that, it's quality movie. And um some parts are really a bit ridiculous and like that's why it's eight out of ten, and the Swedish film I gave nine out of ten.
1: Oh,
0: and, and why,
1: what was wrong with it
0: for you? Um, yeah, the acting was sometimes a little bit uh, uh, not not so good, and the like some parts, like I said, are a little bit uh, down. Compared to the American version, like the caretaker, I really like the one in the American version much better. And I wish it would be in the Swedish film because then the Swedish film would become so much better. And it's and there's also like some weird scenes. Like in the beginning, there is the I really don't like the it's really it's really um, uh, Disrupts me a lot the scene in the beginning when we see the caretaker doing his business because he has to. In the park,
1: yeah, catching a yeah. jogger, man, and hanging him upside
0: down. Yeah, he's like this serial killer who.
1: For me, that's like scared me to pieces.
0: Yeah, for me, it's really. It's a
1: good part. It's, really,
0: it's, it's it's a it's a good part. But in the American, there they are also really good parts. I I think those the same same parts. There's even a little bit more suspense, a little bit. Um, but it's different style in, in the Swedish film. But the one that I really kind of disrupts me in the Swedish film is that he's doing all his activity in the park in under a light. It's like, a, you know, under a spotlight in the middle of darkness. And he's, because we have to see it. But in the movie he would be caught immediately, and it's so stupid. I don't. I think it's so ridiculous.
1: <laughs> oh, but you, you don't take into consideration that there are no people in Scandinavia. It's yeah. very <laughs> rare to see a person.
0: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, but. Um,
1: and um, even in the film, it, the dog yeah. comes, and that dog bleeds the people into it. And yeah, the of people,
0: course. people are coming from miles away, and why are they not seeing it? It's like there's something happening there, you know, in, it's in so the distance. It's so know. dark. The no, dog smells
1: not, it all. But he, but
0: no, it's he's under a spotlight. It's clear as daylight. It's... We see I defend detail. that
1: scene. I defend. I
0: think so ridiculous.
1: No, I think it's scary.
0: <laughs> so that's why I gave it nine out of ten. It's not a ma- uh-huh, perfect okay. movie. there's some little flaws there and <laughs> here. Yeah. But it's, it's normal that some movies are not like I have one out of ten of points, and if somebody's nine out of ten, that's a really, really good movie. It's like a masterpiece. Uh-huh. So
1: yeah.
0: it's it's. It deserves. It. It can be proud of that. It can be so high. You know. Yeah,
1: in, it's in, a good. Movie. It's. So we recommend recommend to see it, and even recommend to see it second
0: time. And and also yeah, and also um, I would recommend it even. You know, like. We were even thinking about it, watching with with metal almost like. Um, no.
1: But yeah
0: yeah like it it's not as horror you know it's not the American version is much more yeah it's you know,
1: very sweet uh, it's, yeah, a, it's, it's sweet um like you said maybe you know sentimental but i think more emotional
0: yeah like like in this uh, the the swedish film it's it's really a love story and it's really a very sweet story about this um this young kids you know the other one happens to be a vampire and and it's they have a lot of this 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 uh, emotional connection between them and it's about bullying and so you can empathize with that and the only thing is that if you are not really don't like blood and you're really kind of oh I don't like blood then it's there's of course blood because it's a vampire movie but it's different in other vampire movies that it doesn't try to be really gory and really, you know, horror. It's not a horror movie. It's suspenseful drama, and it's it, it's more lighter than many other vampire movies.
1: Yeah, because of, I think it's of the symbols of evil and good, good and bad. Yes. Mm. Mm.
0: Yeah. So I think that's it. Next time we will continue with the Vampire Podcast and you will see what movies we will discuss then. Yes. But uh, So, until the next time, thanks to the, all the listeners, and bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye.
0: You have been listening to PC Movie Club podcast hosted by me, Aaron, and my mother, Lisa. To learn more about our episodes, you can go to pcmovieclub.com and look up more content of our podcast, like, for example, a detailed timeline of the topics discussed in each episode, and a summarized list of the movies we mentioned, in case something caught your ear but you missed the title. Not to forget to mention, of course, our amazing unique cover illustrations for every podcast and article done by either me or my mother. The great guitar piece, who heard under the sound effects and dialogue from a move in the opening theme, was composed by a talented Spanish artist, Javier Suárez. God, I hope I pronounced his name correctly. Who offers original music through his website, betterwithmusic.com, to be used in all kinds of audiovisual projects under the Creative Commons license so do check out his music I hope you enjoyed your time with us as much as we enjoyed making it